Hang on. You nervous? You're shitting yourself. I was reading your questions. I hope he doesn't answer. <laughs> He's letting me ring through. Hey, bro. Nick King Curios. It is Mitch Rollinson and Dane Zucker. No. Oh, give me two seconds. I just need to um, fill my water. Fill your water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this fucking bloke. Give me one second. <laughs> Nick Kyrgios, mate, is Mitch Robinson and Dane Zorko. He's our Brisbane captain up here. We are on the Rip Through Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to talk you, to us. You told me, you told, Robo told me that you're, Robo, you told me that you're the captain. I'm not the captain, no. Nah. Look at me. Nah, that doesn't surprise me. Just, Look at I'm me. Just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Nah. What's going on, guys? Nah, mate. So, pretty much, I've, I've been wanting to talk to you for ages, but I want to let the dust settle after the doubles win and all your media stuff going on because we, we know you're pretty famous and that kind of shit. But I just want to give like the, the people at home a little bit of uh, insight into you. Your highest rank was 13 in 2016. Currently ranked 122. Yeah. We won't talk about that. French Open third no, I round. I don't really play much, no, but well, yeah, it's all good. Well, that's fine. Let me finish my thing first. French Open right, third right, round, right, right, right. 2015 and 16. Wimbledon qualifying right. final in 2014. You would have been like 18 then. I watched that too, King. I watched that. Don't worry about oh. that. How old was he then? How old were you in 2014? Maybe 18. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's where he did his most dangerous work, I reckon. And US Open is third <laughs> round in 2014, 16, 18, and 19. He's just flown, mate. Nick Curios. Yeah, the king. Can you hear that? We're going. Woo! Oh, we're going, they're going nuts, mate. No, they're going nuts. no, the crowd's here. Hey, how is the aftermath of the, the doubles, mate? Because, you know, you're pretty much the, the talk of the town for the whole two weeks of that event, and then you end up winning it. How, how's the aftermath been, and what have you been up to? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been pretty full on, obviously, you know, played, I, I think I had a really good singles performance as well, you know, I was feeling good, and um, the doubles are just out of nowhere, to be honest, I was just playing with TK, it was kind of last minute, we kind of just sent each other a WhatsApp saying, going to play, and, <laughs> What's you know, I didn't really know, I sent him a WhatsApp just saying like, hey, do you want to just, we kind of just sent each other what WhatsApp saying, do you want to just give it a go, and then it ended up turning into probably one of the funnest experiences for both of us, and it's, to be honest, it's been pretty full on. Um, it's been exhausting for me personally. Like mm. it's been insane, but you know, I can't really go outside. No, no, no peace. No, no peace in flight at the moment. So I'm just um, it's still fully hectic. You know, I'm in Sydney trying to get into some nice routine and then just get back into training as I'm going overseas in, in three weeks. Yeah. How, how, so how's the WhatsApp start? Like, how much time do you have to give the Australian Open notice before you play? Like, is it just like, hey, bro, um, I'm playing singles, obviously, but you want to pair up? Is that how it works? And then like, yeah, li- li- literally. It's, it's literally as simple as just sending each other a WhatsApp and then one of our agents just basically signs us in three days beforehand and then we play. <laughs> what? That's crazy to me. Have you ever played yeah. have you played the mix before, Nick? Yeah, I've played the mix doubles. I've I've played a couple grand stands mixed doubles. I mean that's just a bit of fun really, like if your single doesn't really go as planned, but yeah. You know, the doubles is you know, we beat some really good players and honestly I just don't know how it, I don't know how it happens, to be honest. What no ha- idea. What, no happened, idea. what happened, happened in the change rooms with the Croats after the game when you knocked them off? Because they were ranked pretty high, oh. yeah? Is that why? Because you guys yeah, shouldn't have won? Is that why it, they got pissed it, off? Yeah. Well, they were the number one doubles pair in the world. Oh, and, what? You know, <laughs> like, me and Fanasi, like, I've just basically rolled off my couch in Canberra. <laughs> Fanasi's, you know, just come back from, obviously, the last couple of years, just injured, hasn't played much. Yeah. And, you know, they were just frustrated in the locker room. Like, I understand, you know. I mean, I'm sure you guys are getting to 
I think tennis, the, 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 the tennis culture is quite, you know, reserved and it's obviously not as, you know, mm. physical or, yeah. you know, just not as confrontational, but they were just, the, the trainer actually squared up at me in, in, the, in the locker room. And Does he realise you're six gym. foot four and you can throw him? Does he know that or not? Well, he was just really, really angry and Fanasi was, Fanasi kind of played a diffusing kind of role. Yeah. He was like, no, nah, no, guys, just calm down. And I was just like, <laughs> enjoy, I was basically just saying like, I don't give a fuck, like enjoy your flight home, like I don't care. Like enjoy your flight home, I'll, I'll book it for you. Like, And I was just like, what do you expect it was going to be like yeah, in yeah. Melbourne? After yeah. We've all been locked by. Melbournians have been locked down for 300 days. Always extra energy. I was like, what do you expect? You're playing Chiriot in Melbourne. Like, what do you expect it to be like? You know what I mean? Quiet, please. So so you knock off them, then you take on Michael Venus and his mate, and then he's had a go at you after the match as well. Is that well, New Zealand? I mean, yeah, that's New Zealand. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the fact that I'm making double players relevant is, I think, extraordinary mm. for the sport. I think tennis has never had this much attention ever. Yeah. And I think it's, it's actually great for the fans, for the growth of the sport, for the people that are not interested in tennis. I think all eyes on tennis, which is which is amazing. And I think, you know, once the big three kind of retire, like, it needs, yeah, it needs, <laughs> it needs some help. Exactly. I was going to so, ask you, like, how, how do you rate uh, a doubles, like a doubles win like that in the champ, like getting the, the championship? Is it like a... Do the do tennis players really care about it? Or like, obviously, it's awesome to win it, but like in in a, in the inner yep. sanctum, and you're like, oh fuck, like let's really win this. Or it's like, oh, you know, if it happens, it happens. Well, I mean, look, like I've won some pretty big singles titles, and I've you know played some in all the stadiums around the world, and it, for me, it's definitely ranked one. Like, I think let's go. You know, mm. it, it's still over. It's still over like a 14 day period. Like, it's never easy. You know, you you mm. to, to, to string it together at a grand slam, like. Say you've won a Grand Slam. It's like from where I came from, and, and the criticism, and and you know, just you know, my parents. Like when my parents kind of saw me, you know, win the win the title, I, I know how much it meant. It kind of like, it kind of made sense, you know. It yeah. made sense to me why they sacrificed so much to, to win a Grand Slam title. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I was actually really professional all of two weeks. You know, my day off, I'd get up at seven a.m. I you know, saw that. On the, on the yeah, Panasi was kind of. You know, partying every night type thing, like just, you know, <laughs> going to relax, and and then I kind of just said, "Look, it's the quarterfinals." I was like, "Man, like we can actually do this," you know, like we're, yeah. we're we're only three matches away from, you know, and it's almost resurrected his career a little bit. You know, he's like, you know, he was injured for five six years, and and to win a Grand Slam, obviously for deals, for money deals, for just to put him back on the map. I think it's crucial for him to have a result like that. Is um, it, but for me, it's definitely rank one. Is there a resentment from the other doubles players that like you guys have just come and yeah, just taken and out of this limited preparation? Like, is, is that why you reckon they were getting so fired up and so pissed off that you guys were going so well? Oh, I mean, they just—I mean, you guys—you know how people are. They just—I mean, I'm not—I'm not a jealous or envious person at all. Like, I just go about it the way I go about it. Like, I've yeah. played—I played the same, and I go about it the same since I was ten years old. Like, everyone that knows me knows that. Yeah. And I feel like if I, if I didn't use the crowd support. If I didn't use the crowd support and get them up and about, like I don't think we would have won. I, I don't think I'd be taking advantage of that. So mm. I guess they're just salty because I guess no one really liked them. Like when they were on the court, like everyone was going for us. Like Bruh, just, that's I don't know how you feel, man, but I could not stand that suey shit. Like I I know if, I was trying I was hoping they did something that you could trademark and that's oh that's curiosity thing, but like obviously it's Ronaldo, but them whole going crazy with suey, like it done my head in, but yeah. for you did you feed like, off it, it was, like right. did you think it was boom? No, 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 you're a boomer, mate. You're a boomer. Like I knew it was sweet. No way. I couldn't have it. Like I was like, well, at least give them something they can use, like for merchandise or some right. shit. Like that's what I was thinking. 
So it was definitely it was definitely overwhelming. Like the first match I played at the AO, my singles where I where I got off, it was just insane. Like every point, it was just mm. they were just yelling that over and over again. I was like, fuck. It was it was tough to concentrate at times, but yeah. it, it was a bit full on. But look, like I'm not going to complain. Like the, the the people of Australia need sport right now. Like yeah. I know, yeah. Like I think it's going to be exciting seating season for, for all for all sports, you know, just people need to get out and about. So I wasn't really critiquing, you know, people were just crazy. You know, being locked down for three hundred days, I mean, pretty That's pretty full on. I was gonna ask you, so like I've known you for a year and a bit now, but like the public yeah. perception, I I know you don't really care too much about it, but um yeah. the, the professional like bloke that you've been like the last two years, I reckon, since the the fires, when you know you you gave money for the you raised money for the fire victims and all that stuff. Yeah. From then on, I've seen like a different person portrayed in the media, and I think it's a like a credit to yourself. But you haven't changed the way you've gone about it. What do you think's come down to? Like, why are people suddenly like, oh, you know, Kyrus is actually a good bloke, or you know, used to be this the one side of like, oh, he's spoiled. He, you know, his attitude yep. stinks. Like, where the, yep. where's that fuck? Where's that changed? Well, I mean, I've I've always gone about it the same way, and like. I guess I guess I just stayed true to myself. Like when I when I when I copped all this criticism and yeah. you know he's spoiled, he's entitled. And I'm like, bro, like I was broke as a joke when I was young. Like I didn't get help from any of the governing bodies. Like I did it all myself. Like my parents sacrificed everything. Like my dad's a fucking painter. Like he came yeah. from Greece in 1965. Like I don't know where this spoiled and entitled. Like yeah. I guess I just had a massive chip on my shoulder because. I was doubted because I was overweight as a kid. I got told by coaches in Tennis Australia that I was too fat to make it. I was unfit. Like, so it was basically just a fuck you. Like, I guess yeah. the way I went about it was just like, I was just super confident. I, I was, I always backed myself. And I don't know, I kind of, I, I never wanted to, I didn't really care about the public perception. But when I was doing all these things to say, like when I organized the bush, like the rally for relief for the bushfires and, you know, I was driving around to drop groceries off for COVID, that wasn't, for the media sake, like I couldn't really care what kind of coverage I got. Like yeah. I have my foundation and stuff. Like I don't really care about that stuff. I just know that deep down, and the people that know me, like I'm incredibly generous. Like I love to use my platform. Like you know, like we use our platforms as athletes. I think we're obligated to help. And when I see kids that are low on confidence or overweight or you know afraid of just getting out there and and, and you know playing sport, that's where yeah. I just I love to just kind of step in and, and say, look, that's exactly how I was as a young kid. Um. But I think that I think people just appreciate my honesty now. Like you know, I'll, I'll stand up for what I think's right, and I'm just going to be myself at all times. And I think it's relatable. Like kids need to. I think the society just tries to act like they're they're like something else. You know, I just mm. I'm just myself, Robert. You know that. Like, I do. Know. It's a breath of fresh air, man. Like from from seeing you on TV and what the media portrayed you to like playing video games with you and talking to you on the regular. Like it's it's a completely different. Like on like knowing you as a person, I wouldn't have seen that in the media and stuff because you're a fucking you're a really nice guy and. And you're always yourself. You love to gag and make jokes of yourself, and you have that yeah. confidence about yourself. Like I, you don't see that. All you see is what they portray. So I don't know. Like that's the reason why I started this podcast is to, you know keep you know, journalists accountable and you know give players a, a platform to talk about this stuff. Like without being judged. That's why I was just asking that question because from what the public see you as before, you know, two years ago, whatever it was, yeah. it wasn't you know the best of light. But now it's like I feel like the Australian public like really love this breath of, breath of fresh air and the way you go about it. Yeah. I guess it's similar. Yeah, just like the other the day. The other day, like, I just got, like, like they, they twisted my words, like, again, like, about that oh, party. Here like, we go. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. takes like, one journey, bro. But I'm just like, I'm just like, I grew up with Ash Party from, from nine years old. Like, I traveled around the world with the, like, through Asia, through the depths of Asia. And I was yeah. always, 
like I knew that she was going to win Grand Slam. So like I love I love Ash Barty. So it's like when I see the media just trying to spin and stuff like now, it's just like you guys they're just always trying to divide people. Like yeah. I love fucking Ash Barty, and I wasn't trying to compete. I just think that like we did do a great job myself and Arcee and Ash to get the energy going and the ratings yeah. were up. Like that's all I said, and then they're like. Why did Kira take the shot at Ash Barty? I'm just like, dude, <laughs> everyone just I'm just like, what the oh. fuck now? Like, I'm kind of crazy. So how do you respond to that? And like, how do you cop your criticism? Like, all sports people get criticism on social media and that. How yep. do you deal with it? Do you yep. even look at it? Do you bother about it? Like, how do you wipe something that a, that a journo just, just writes about you that's complete rubbish? Well, I think, I mean, look, I, I don't think it's ever been as hard for an athlete to kind of go through what we have to go through. Like, with social media now, Mm. I mean, I'm still going through it. Like, I'm, I'm I'm 26, but, you know, I've been going through it for a while. Just the negative comments on a daily basis that I think athletes have to deal with. Like, subconsciously, they're all going in, all the negative comments. You might not really care, but you see them all, and it's not... I still, get angry. I still get angry. Like, I, I, I've blocked that many fucking people since, mm. like, yeah. even, like, the last couple of weeks. Like, you still cop it on the yeah. regular. Like, you go to your aunt and, and like, you see all these peasants in there that's, like, having a crack right. at you for no reason. Like, you don't even fucking know me. Like, why? Yeah. I know, and it's, it's sometimes hard, like, because my, my brother has alopecia, so he doesn't grow hair, and it's just like, you could might get, like, I get comments about that, like, oh, he looks yeah, like a cancer bullshit. patient. It's just like, it's just not, and then it's like, we have to, like, I feel like as athletes now, we have to have such thick skin, because mm, yep. if we let everything get to us, it's not just the journos, like, the journos, like, the journos is light shit now, like, I just laugh at it. Yeah, it's yeah. more so just, like, the general comments of everyone, and people, like, just negative energy that I think us athletes, that we just have to we have to just learn to just embrace it for some reason where it's not normal at all. Like people shouldn't have to embrace that type of negativity. You shouldn't have to. And I think they're, they're changing the rules around social media. You're having to, I think a few AFL players came out and said they want to um, enforce like to, you have to have an ID to sign up or you have to use your parents' ID to sign up so you don't have these little trolls and all that kind yeah. of stuff on the social yeah. media. So I think that'd be a good idea to go about it. Definitely. Because like young kids like that are up and coming like, 17, 18 year olds, like, I didn't know how to deal with it when I was young. Like, no. and I really struggled. Like, and I took it personally. And it put me in places, dark places where you, you start abusing drinking and, and all these outlets to try and mask all the pain. Like, it was, yeah. it was hard. It was hard to block it out. It was, it was really hard. So, what's on for this year, mate? I know you're, um, you're traveling soon, right? You're going to America for what is it, the Indian yep. Wells? Wells? Yeah. I called it India Wells yeah. when we were talking before. But yeah. what's, what's going on yeah. with Under Curious in 2022? Like, we want to know. Like, what are you doing? Um, well, I've got, I'm going to LA first for a couple of days. I've got to, I'm, uh, look, my, my, my sort of 2022 is, is the outside of tennis. You know, obviously playing tennis and trying to do some great things on court, but I'm just trying to do so much stuff now off court with, you know, collaborating with different companies and stuff. I'm just kind of using it as a springboard. You know, I always wanted to be remembered more, as, kind of as more than just a tennis player. You know, I've kind of I already done like an entrepreneur, man. Like you've got so much drive about you. Like I talk about yeah. off field, like off AFL field, like oh, you can make a lot of money or you can do some stuff that you're yeah. really in, like in, in, interested yeah. in or you're passionate yeah. about. What, what's, what's your go-to? Well, I mean, big thing for me was, you know, doing stuff with the NBA. So obviously collaborating with Kyrie earlier in my career was kind of the springboard. So Let's make go. Realize that I, what was that? I could be, you know, uh, that was in 2019. Uh, we made a shoot together, which was pretty cool. Oh, hey. Okay, okay. So, like, that that kind of gave me the inspiration to, you know, do some more things off the court. But, look, I just, I don't really know. I, I, I hate planning and I hate, you know, building a plan. <laughs> I just like to take it day by day and just 
You know, I just came off the basketball court, played for two hours. I just, I just love going to play. I was going to ask you, like, yep. if tennis wasn't your thing, I've, I've actually seen you can actually ball out, right? I've, I've watched your stuff. Like you with um, can you play? Yeah, like, I've, haven't you seen him? I've, I've seen him shoot around, but yeah. I want to know, can he play? Yeah, okay, can you play? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm <laughs> six foot four. We have Nick Curious coming down the court with a ball in his hand. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can play. I use it for cardio too. I mean, obviously, you got the like, cross training can be pretty useful at times. Yeah. How are you, Boston Celtics, so, yeah. going to go this year? Oh, we're, we're actually starting to find some form. Starting to find some form, but obviously, it was a slow start. But, you know, I, I, I die by the Celtics. So. Could you, could we'll you, do, we'll could you do a thing like J. Cole did, come and play in the, in the G, League? G League? Do you reckon you could do that or no? Um, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I trade with a bunch of the NBL D1 players in Sydney and, um, so we'll see. Maybe one day. I don't know. You're 26. You've got plenty of time to do that. Tell us a little bit about your um, collab with Beyond Meat. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't. Eat, I haven't eaten. Um, so I went plant-based um, for, a, for a while, and then I kind of got a bit tired on court and in the gym, so I, I decided to eat some seafood. But I haven't eaten meat now for a while. So All right. I just wanted to really, you know, it was something I was passionate about. I stopped eating meat for animals, and um, it wasn't such a health thing, but, there was a couple athletes that kind of swung my way to be on meat. Obviously, a bunch of NBA players, and there's a couple of good athletes. I really, you know, I just I don't know. It's something I'm passionate about. I don't like just you know repping brands that I'm not really passionate or authentic mm. about. So yeah. Beyond Meat was one that I I really wanted to get on board, and we did a couple of cool things in New York, and we're doing a big uh, big thing in Australia with like snags and burgers and stuff. So I'm pretty excited about it. Oh, that's I, I. So literally, Daniel told me that about a half an hour ago that you you partnered up with Beyond Meat. So shout out to Daniel for doing that. But mate, I can't get enough of your social media moment. You are in love. What is happening? Oh, there? No, mate. No, like, he's I'm, right. I'm lucky it's the podcast. Otherwise, I'd be giving it to you a little bit. But you <laughs> are love struck, mate. Like run me through meeting Costine. Is it how do you say it, Costine? Yeah, Costine, yeah. Costine, run me through. That's really, really, really good pronunciation, to be honest. Was it? I've never heard a name yeah, before. I've read, it, I've read it how I said it. Costine, yeah. But run me through that, mate, because like, that's kind of, you know, obviously it's got a lot of media attention. She's been with you everywhere in Australian mm. Open, and now, you know, you can't stop posting about her. So what's going on? Like, run me through that. When are you getting on the knee? Yeah. Um, no, nah, she's definitely the one. Definitely the oh, one. Oh, uh, he's dropped it here. He's dropped it on he's here. It. Shit. Oh. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I'm just going to – look, she's, she's awesome. She's – she supported me a lot. She gets my training. She gets the pressure I go through. And it's just easy with it. Everything seems easy, you know. Drama, life's hard enough as it is. So I think you need just someone to, to understand. Obviously, as an athlete and, and the lifestyle we kind of live, it's, you need someone that's fully understanding of all the pressures you go through as well. Yeah. But, you know, she's awesome. She's, she's, she's super supportive, loving, and she's everything I need right now. So it's so- perfect. This is this um, title of the podcast is going to be She's the One. <laughs> Surely that goes viral. Nah, Nicholas, that's all we got, mate. Um, you got anything for him, Zorks, before we go? Uh, yeah, how are your Tottenham Hotspurs going? <laughs> oh, fuck. I knew it was going too smooth, wasn't it? Uh, I just don't understand how the team is so stacked yet we can't. We, we're, not, we're not at the top of the, you know, top three. Like, how's oh, it possible? I don't know, yeah. So, who do you go for, Zorks? Uh, I'll go for Man United. They're not having a great run either. But we've got a few Spurs. Darcy Gardner, another one of our teammates. He's massive on the Spurs. Uh, he's given up on them as well. So, no, nah, we've got a little yeah, bit of EPL culture around at the club as well, I mate. I hate soccer, man. And they go for the Spurs. So I want to come watch you guys. I want to come watch you play. I want to come watch you play. I've told you, like, whenever you want tickets, wherever we are in Australia, you're getting, like... Actually. Like, yeah. you're getting some good tickets. 
Oh, yeah. Robo, well, actually, Robo reckons that you only um, support him. Yeah, that's but it. On, you Wikipedia, don't on Wikipedia says he's a good oh, North yeah, Melbourne 100%. I'm, I'm going to... Um, yeah, well, I, I, I used to go to North Melbourne because they played in Canberra sometimes. <laughs> oh, fair enough, actually. Yeah, yeah. Don't mind it, yeah. One for you. What was it like in Canberra? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't... Yeah. It's not all depends. What do you what do you like to do? Like it looks like it's a it's, it's a nice family place. Like my fam- well, home home, my family lives there. It's yep. nice and quiet. Politicians live there, so there's nice cafes, good food. Like obviously it's not as you know nightlife compared to Sydney or Melbourne yeah. Yeah. or, or yeah. Bridgie. Yeah, it's, it's a nice, calm little place. So it's, it's actually good if you want to get away from get away from it all. You know. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, well, nah, cheers, Nick. That's all we got for uh, you today, mate. You've been on here for like, how long you been on here for? Fucking 20 minutes. I said five to 10 minutes. So sorry, <laughs> sorry mate. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Time flies. We're having fun with one of the goats of tennis in yep. Australia. So, nah, mate, best of luck to you for 2022. Like, I know this is just the beginning for you, and I can see this person who just wants to, you know, accomplish so much on the court and off the court. So, I really appreciate your time, mate, and I'll see you on Call of Duty soon, I guess. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Robert. Anytime, like, you're, you're a fucking legend, mate. Oh, I don't have to go too far, mate. I said so much good shit about you. Just gave me a little pat on the back. Um, good luck in your tests on the way home, mate. I really appreciate that. All right, guys. Take it easy, <laughs> yeah. Right. See you, mate. Love you. Bye. 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 Love you too. Bye. Bye. Nick Curios. Is he a fucking ripper?